Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Look, it's no surprise that uh, Alberta's uh, carbon levy, as the government uh, calls it, the carbon tax, maybe as most people call it, is not popular. And it's going to be another issue next year, of course, or once again an issue next year when the carbon tax goes up, the rate goes up in 2018. Uh, But the government continues to stand by their approach saying that some kind of a strong greenhouse gas policy is needed and hoping that it bears some fruit in the way of new pipelines, for example. Um, But certainly, I think Albertans deserve some answers uh, regarding this tax, how much it's bringing in, where that money's going, but also what are the costs of administering this tax. Uh, To that end, the Canadian Federation of Independent Business uh, attempted to obtain some documents through Freedom of Information request to try to answer those questions. What are the costs of administering this? And surprisingly, those documents came back to them heavily redacted, as though the government has something to hide. Well, joining us for more, pleased to welcome to the program here today, Amber Ruddy, who is Alberta Director with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Amber, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Rob. All right, tell us a bit more then about the, the information you were trying to obtain in the first place and why. Small business owners have been concerned about the carbon tax as we've been surveying them on their constraints. The carbon tax does come up time and time again. So CFIB decided to um, dig in a little bit to see what the administrative cost has been. Um, You know, anytime we're taking business owners away from uh, running their business and becoming tax collectors, in some cases, if you are directly responsible for levying the tax, we wanted to do some digging and we filed a freedom of information request, which, as you mentioned, came up uh, pretty empty. Well, you've got this posted uh, at your website and there's a lot of empty pages, basically, where almost everything is is, um, whited out. So... Were you surprised at at how little information there was? Well, the information does exist. You can see by the titles that uh, some of the charts did come through, but all of the information has been removed, uh, apparently because of cabinet confidentiality. Uh, We think that this government should be able to come forward, and now that the decision's made, now that it's here to stay, um, why aren't we analyzing, you know, we're, we're coming up on uh, year two, January 1st, the carbon tax is going to go up again. Um, how did it go year one? What were some of the challenges? We heard of some of the rebate checks going, uh, you know, to deceased people, to the wrong area. We just wanted to dig in and see what kind of regulatory uh, challenges it was to administer all of those rebates and what other costs um, have come down. Right. I mean, obviously, the, I mean, the bigger impact is what the tax is costing people, what they're paying in carbon tax, what businesses have to pay in carbon tax. So why is it important to understand this side of it, what it means to, to government to administer? Well, the, the real, um, real concern is that, you know, around this time last year, there was another leaked memo that actually explained the economic impact that this was going to have on the economy. Uh, 15,000 fewer jobs for a billion dollar drop in household income. So what's concerning to us is that we really have to go searching for this information, that it's not forthcoming from the government. 
And that's why we've been um, trying to see around the edges if they're, if, you know, if we're actually stuck with this carbon tax, maybe there are some improvements that can be made uh, to mitigate for small business owners. That was interesting because uh, the finance minister, Joe Sisi, took to Twitter just uh, a short time ago here to say that uh, this information has been released. He says the cost of administering the carbon levy is $2.5 million, that they released that, that information publicly in April. What do you make of that? I would be curious to see where did they release this information. I uh, am subscribed to all government news releases, and I do monitor those closely. They do put out more than one per day, but uh, I didn't quite see that uh, administrative cost there. Uh, I attended Budget Day. I didn't quite see a breakout of all these costs. So I I would really have some more questions. And if it is available, why did the Freedom of Information request come back empty? That has some bigger concerns in terms of our access to information and you know, maybe some of these excuses, long list of excuses that are being given should be removed. And in fact, we should get the full documents if it's released publicly. Right. So we're getting some mixed messages here. The, the minister is trying to claim that, uh, sure, we know the cost. We released all of this in April. So it would be pretty easy then if you'd filed a request to say, oh, well, here's the, all that information we released in April. It should all be public information. So why redacted documents if this has already been released? And we have been noticing this trend in other freedom of information requests. It does take uh, a long time, a lot longer than mandated in legislation. And there are a lot of um, blanked out sections. So we've actually filed a complaint uh, with the Privacy and Information Commissioner to see if maybe we should have received the full documents. We only received uh, about 17 pages, mostly blank, out of 44. So what other information is in there that uh, should, and should be disclosed to Albertans? Right. So CC uh, gave us a total here saying that it's $2.5 million. But in terms of how that breaks down, I guess we, we still don't really know, do we? No, I think there's some more questions. Does that incorporate the part that the CRA administers? Um, what, what exactly? Can we have some more details about that? Uh, I would be more than willing to see where they posted it and uh, how it is accessible to the public. All right. And so I I guess regardless of whether people come down on, you know, they support this, they oppose this. I mean, this is information that we we should be entitled to, right? Absolutely. Good governance is managing um, those costs and being able to have that information available. People want to to know about the services that are being provided. And I I think still this raises more questions than answers, this whole uh, process of, of not getting the information. All right. Well, more at CFIB.ca. Uh, Amber, I guess we await further clarification from the government, but uh, it's been an interesting day. Appreciate making some time for us here. Thanks so much. All right. That is Amber Reddy, Alberta Director of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. So, yeah, weird. They get all these redacted documents, and you can see them for yourself. I mean, it's page after page of all, all these blanked out charts. And you can sort of see, I mean, like the tops and the sides of, of these charts. And then the actual numbers are blanked out. And then the finance minister comes out and says, what, what are you talking about? Oh, we've, we've released all of this information. Sure, where were you? It was back in April. At a big information release party. I guess he didn't get the invitation. Uh, and on one page here, for example, you see it says carbon levy at the top, budget summary. And you got a graph that says department budget item 2016, 17, then 17, 18, then 18, 19. But the whole chart is blacked out. Then you've got another page. It talks about corporate business technology services, IT system development for administration of the carbon levy. It says budget item, and then it's got, you know, the next three years. And again, the whole thing is blanked out.
then you go through and you get some some back and forth emails and some of that's blanked out then there's another <laughs> completely blank page some more emails back and forth but those emails are all blanked out another page that's essentially blank another page of emails another memo where you got a a chart that's again blanked out so on and on it goes like this so there's some mixed messages here. If the, if the government believes that this is private information and releasing this would somehow be detrimental to whatever, I don't know what, then they make that case. See, here's why we had to redact all of this information. You can't have this information uh, for whatever reason. I can't even think of what that might be. But then to turn around and claim that we released all of this publicly, I mean, you can't have it both ways. If this has all been released, if this is all public information, then you got no business at all redacting this when someone files a legitimate access to information request. It just looks as though the government has something to hide, and now it looks as though they're being shifty and dishonest. Again, it's a pretty straightforward question, and, and here's what the government could say. Not necessarily to the CFIB, mind you, but obviously to their uh, political opponents who are making great hay of this today. Here's our plan. Here's what it costs to administer. Here's the revenue it's bringing in. Here's where the revenue is going. What's your plan? And what are the costs of your plan? Because it's certainly fair to say that when it comes to any kind of policy that's going to try to address greenhouse gas emissions, there's going to be a cost. Of course, in Alberta, we have two different programs. There's the uh, SGER, as it's known, the uh, levy that large emitters pay, and then there's the carbon tax that... Uh, individuals and businesses pay. So it's kind of two separate programs. And then there are other regulations that come along with this, right? I think any kind of carbon levy or carbon tax really needs to be as lean as possible and do away with all the subsidies and, and all the regulations and everything else. If you believe that instead of implementing a carbon tax, you put in some kind of regulation to try to control emissions, well, that's going to entail cost as well, probably in all likelihood, even greater costs. And if you've got a litany of different regulations, it's going to be a lot harder to try to go through government documents and figure out what the true costs of that regulation are. Now, I suppose one option would be to do nothing at all. And I guess in that sense, there are no costs, no revenue, nothing else. So just be upfront with all of this. People already know that there's a carbon tax. They already know that they're paying it. Maybe some people are getting rebate checks. So that's all out there. I don't see what, what political advantage there is, if you want to look at it that way, what political advantage there is to, to keeping this side of it secret. Really weird. 403-974-8255 is a number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.